Welcome to the Daily Progressaholic Podcast, where we provide you with advice on how to progress through your self-development journey and fall in love with the process of improving yourself spiritually, mentally, and physically. Welcome to the Daily Progressaholic Podcast. And today we have with us a very special guest, Jennifer Spohr. Now, Jennifer is a transformational coach, spiritual mentor, intuitive writer, and host of the Awake and On Purpose podcast. Despite having checked all of the boxes off the list of what society teaches us it means to achieve success, Jennifer was unfulfilled in her career and life and feeling called to make a bigger difference in the world. She was existing, but not really living. It was her own journey of awakening and her mother's terminal illness that served as the catalyst for dedicating her life to the work she does today, helping others break through fear and confusion, tap into the inner power they've always had, and pursue their dreams of making an impact in the world. So Jennifer, a big thank you from the Progressaholic team for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. It's it's truly a joy and thank you for the warm introduction as well. Definitely, definitely. So Jennifer, let's just start off a little bit more um, about your background, where you're from and sort of um, what's been leading up to where you are right now. Yeah, so you said I'm you know I'm a transformational coach an intuitive a writer uh, I have had my coaching and mentoring practice for the last couple of years um, as you also mentioned in my introduction it was really my own journey of awakening and transition that inspired me to do the work that I'm doing today Starting my business, I worked in the retail industry for over 23 years, and I had a really successful, well-established career, and I actually loved what I did for a long time, and it was because of my helping people, right, of just yeah. uh, being with people that really is what kept me in that job for so long, and it wasn't until I basically had checked all those boxes off the I ran out of promotion of yeah. things outside myself yeah. to attain. And that has really been kind of getting laser focused on my path, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's great. That's great. And sort of what, what would you say? Was there a, uh, was there a certain situation that sort of pushed you to reach, reach that point or was it like a buildup of situations? The answer is it was actually both. So I, as I was just mentioning, I had checked all the boxes off the list. There were no more promotions to, you know, receive in my career. Um, I had all the things, right? And, And I say things in quotes because many of us are conditioned to believe that in order to attain fulfillment and joy for our lives, we need to have material things. And I had, you know, I had all those things yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then realized, you know, that after all of that, I still was feeling empty and unfulfilled, um, that, you know, transpired over a period of time. Um, that was probably about 
12, 12 years ago, I really okay. started feeling that way. But like so many other people, I didn't take action right away because I had a lot of fear. I had a fear around um, wondering if I could do anything else or not uh, because I had been working, you know, in the same industry for so long. I had a, a real intense fear of yeah. what other people would think, right, yeah. about me leaving, you know, my six-figure job. and. Um, so I didn't take action right away. So then to answer the other part of the answer to your question. Yeah. Uh, so then, you know, I was feeling unfulfilled, but not necessarily taking action. And then my mother was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. Um, I'm really sorry to hear that. Thank you. This was several years ago at this point. And that is really what I want to say cracked me open um, <laughs> was going through that experience. Um, just the pain that she was in and, and, and also what was happening during that time is I, I was found myself, I was flying back and forth across the country because I actually live where my mom used to live now. At the time, I was living in New Jersey. Okay. And I was flying back and forth to be with her and found myself getting engaged just in toxic conversations, situations were going on in my office environment. Yeah. And so there was really a defining moment for me when I was at my mom's bedside and I was looking at an email on my phone or something, you know, um, yeah. I was in a higher level leadership position. So it was kind of like I was expected. It was expected that I always have to be on, you know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. I was looking at an email or something like that. And I remember just kind of being disgusted by, you know, <laughs> in the realm of things, how what was being kind of squabbled over wasn't really that important. And, and I said to myself right then and there, I said, you know what, you're not stuck. Yeah. And and I'm done because it, feeling like I had to choose between what I was dealing with at work versus spending those literally those last few days with my yeah. mom on this planet was just like, it's just not worth it. I'm not stuck. And that was the beginning of the end. That was really when I started taking action and she passed away shortly after that. And that was it. I ended up, it, it sounds like a, the lyrics to a song, but yeah. I ended up uh, voluntarily stepping down from my position. I rented out my house in New Jersey, packed my car and drove out West. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. Cause so first of all, I just want to start off by saying that the strength that you should resolve that you showed in that situation in that whole sort of like that whole that whole, that whole dilemma was it's incredible i don't think a lot of people would have been able to show the strength that you showed so i just wanted to commend you on that first of all and on top of that you you brought up a really interesting point where you were like um we have all these things but that still doesn't give us that happiness so it's like why do we tend to start off with trying to find that happiness on the outside instead of truly looking on the inside yeah it's really conditioning 
um, each one of us is a product of our our environment, our past experiences, and our beliefs. Yeah. So, um, sort of, is that conditioning from like a super young age where it just sort of becomes stronger and stronger as you progress? Yes, for many people, yes. So the answer is really what happens, okay, is I could talk about this particular topic for hours, (laughs) but what happens is um, we come into the world, right? We're newborn, right? We come into the world unfiltered with joy in in my mind really the essence of who we truly are and then as time goes on we kind of pick up all these layers of conditioning right and a lot of it happens in our younger years so as children when we experience something for the first time okay let's say for example this is a real life example when i was a kid I was told not to speak unless spoken to. Okay. Especially when we were out in public. And that translated to a fear of being seen, a fear of asserting myself later in life. So that's what happens is we experience something for the first time and we might shrink back or, or do something that we believe protects us at that time. But then what happens is our brain registers that and we continue repeating the same behavioral pattern over and over again. And something that may, a behavior that may have served us initially as a child, we carry that same behavior into adulthood and it no longer serves us right yeah that's what happens oh, okay that's how that's, we pick up that conditioning and a, then oh go ahead no so just continue continue yeah i was gonna say you know uh many people live throughout their entire lives and never gain an awareness of that there really has to be an awareness that it's happening and then you have to have a desire to break the pattern because the pattern can absolutely be broken it just lies in uh learning how to control our thoughts and our emotions um because so many people most of the people in the world they they make decisions, they react to circumstances and make decisions based upon their individual past experience and their beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, thank you for breaking that down. That was, uh, you broke it down beautifully for our listeners. So would you say that, um, just sort of segueing from that and linking it at the same time, would you say that spirituality has helped you to sort of break this conditioning in your personal journey? It was a game changer. So I, I always felt like I had a closer relationship to God, you know, higher power source, whatever yeah. it is for whoever is listening. Um, I, but it wasn't until, like I said about, 12 years ago when the fog started to lift essentially it was like I didn't have anything left to attain or acquire and I was so I was essentially forced you know to go within because that's the only place that I hadn't been um the first initial step 
in on my path forward and focusing on my spirituality was uh, implementing a practice of meditation. That was a complete game changer for me. It really just was a gateway to, um, you know, enhancing my intuitive abilities, gaining yeah. additional insights about, about, you know, how I needed to move forward in my life. I really can't say enough about the, about how valuable the practice of meditation is. Yeah. Yeah. And was there any specific sort of, um, uh, meditation, um, a mentor or guru or someone that you followed or was it sort of, you just discovered it? Like, so if you could just elaborate on that. Yeah. So the answer is there were a lot of different places, right? Like I went to YouTube initially. Yeah. Um, I followed, you know, some of the gurus out there where at that time, um, Doreen, Virtue was one that was very prominent. She's had kind of a complete change of direction since then, which is a whole nother podcast episode. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then I've also had coaches from the beginning, um, coaches and and mentors that you know wouldn't necessarily be known as gurus, you know, nationally yeah. or anything. But but I've always uh, valued. Um, investing in my personal development and I think it's really important to for all of us to have someone in our lives who is kind of outside the bubble right who can yeah. help us see our blind spots and who has been where we are and and who is a few steps ahead of us right someone who can kind of be that guide exactly 100% and so then that sort of begs the question um, on a more broader context so what does spirituality mean to you? Gosh. <laughs> it's so interesting because there are not words yeah. in the English language that describe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> accurately everything that we feel. Okay. Yeah. Spirituality to me is everything. It's everything around everything within me it's the core of who I am my being where I came from it it's just everything yeah that's that's incredible and uh thank you for thank you for putting it that way that was that was beautiful um so would you say that there are any other Eastern philosophies other than meditation that you sort of take inspiration from or you've explored in the past and you've sort of connected with Right. And meditation is tied to this, but really if I had to pick one, you know, it would be, right. But it would have to be Buddhism. I would probably most closely relate to. That's great. And like, so what would you say within Buddhism? Um, if you could just sort of, uh, I know Buddhism as a whole is so big that we can't really cover it in this podcast episode, but just like maybe something that you've relate to a lot that you maybe, you maybe learned out of it recently in the past, uh, the most recent learning that you've sort of gotten out of it? I don't know that there's necessarily a recent learning. Really what resonates with me for it um, is the meditation. It's the value of going within yeah. uh, to, to get our answers. It's 
I find it empowering, you know, it's, it's empowering, um, other people to create the life that they want and also the focus on our ability to react to our circumstances, okay. if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So again, um, so focusing on the, so focusing on their ability to deal with the circumstances, would you say that a good way to do that? Because I've, when I've read about in sort of the books of Hinduism and Buddhism, they say one thing is that you sort of separate yourself from the outcome. So you're sort of different from your emotions. Um, is that something that you've explored in the past? Yes, absolutely. In fact, and this has made all the difference for me on my own path and also in the path of other clients that I've worked with as well is really just looking at, and I, I view it as a fact, but I believe that, you know, our time here is very temporary okay. and our souls are eternal. So this experience that we're having on earth, this entire experience is a learning yeah. Uh, many people view where we are in this third dimensional reality as kind of the end all be all, but it's really actually a speck yeah. of, of our soul's experience. So when I take the perspective of really just looking at every experience here is a learning, it really helps me to separate myself from the outcome and to view my experiences and my opportunities to learn in a much more objective way. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. And then would that, would that beg the question that in the end, if the entire experience is a learning itself, the word failure doesn't really exist. Yes, that is exactly right. There is no failure. Um, everything unfolds in the divine right time and every perceived failure is really just an opportunity to learn. It's really about um, being in alignment, right? Being yeah. in flow. And so failures or, you know, calling them that for purposes of this conversation are just simply indicators that we're out of alignment and yeah. it's a prompt for us to stop and pause and reflect to say, okay, well, this is not where I want to be or I'm not feeling in alignment. What can I do differently yeah. to be in flow? Yeah, 100%. And so the question, like I was going to ask you what, what has been your biggest failure, but I guess like, if there, there is no failure, then we can't really ask that question. But I'd ask, what has been your biggest, I'd say, learning um, where you've gained the most amount of value from recently, you would say? Recently? I mean, that's hard to pick just or one. Or just recently or just something that comes to the top of your mind that you think um, that you sort of, as you said, that you were able to sort of separate yourself from the outcome. And uh, mm -hmm. see it as just a learning instead of a failure. Yeah, so I think just on my journey so far, one of the biggest learnings, well, actually there's two. This is another something I could talk for hours. About. <laughs> uh, I learned it. So the first thing is I learned at a very young age that 
there are fated events that happen, right? That we can't, con you know, that we can't control. But what we can control is our own destiny. I grew up in a very uh, there was abuse, dysfunction, all kinds of things. And uh, when I was a child, and I ended up leaving home on my own will to be okay. on my own at 16. So that was the first significant thing that I learned yeah. at a young age was that we are empowered, right, to create the life we want regardless of our external circumstances. The other big thing um big learning experience that I had was when I decided to become an entrepreneur because no matter, <laughs> no matter, you know, the leadership position that I was in and everything that I had accomplished before, uh, becoming an entrepreneur and truly creating a completely new path uh, was the ultimate test yeah. of faith and mindset. Yeah. And sort of going back to that experience about how you spoke when you had to leave home, um, what were the sort of emotions uh, if you don't mind elaborating, what were the sort of emotions going through uh, your mind at that time and sort of how did you get out of that experience? I'm, I mean, my emotions at the time were despair. Yeah. Um, feeling trapped uh, because things were escalating at home. Yeah. And I was only 16 and I didn't know what to do. I felt actually really torn about leaving despite how awful it was because I had a younger sister who I felt responsible for. Yeah. But I was at a point where I, it was survival. It was literally survival. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, again, that shows the sort of the perseverance that you showed through that situation and sort of got out of it. Um, so sort of circling back from that, um, your ability to sort of get from that position to where you are right now, um, I'm sure there were a lot of factors that led to that, but I just want to know that, was there any, like how important was clarity in all of it? Because I think clarity is one big piece that a lot of people, at least my age, uh, I've seen miss right now. So how would you say how important was clarity in sort of your journey? It's important for us to be clear on what we want. Okay. okay. But it's not important for us to have complete clarity on the how to get there. That is where a lot of people kill their dreams yeah. and end up kind of just living their whole life like it's Groundhog Day because they think they have to have it all figured out before they take an action, and, and they don't. What you do have to know is what's your next step forward, right? As long as you know that, then when you take that one step in faith, the universe is going to rise up to meet you, right? And then other steps are going to keep falling into place. So be clear on what you want, but don't get 
too hung up in the how it's going to happen. So earlier in our conversation, we were talking about how everyone is a product of their own beliefs. And as such, by default, all of us have limiting beliefs, you and me included, because we have our own perception of what is possible. We don't have the big picture, like the universe, you know, Um, it's, it's like we, we know that the light switch works, but we don't need to know how the light switch works. People get hung up on thinking they have to know how the light switch works. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that was actually a really good analogy and uh, really love the way you, the way you framed it and sort of leading from that. I want to, let's talk about purpose. Um, so if someone is sort of, someone is at the age of 20, 22, cause a lot of our audience is around that age. If so, and they're sort of confused of what their purpose is. They're about to graduate from college or university. Sort of what, what would you suggest are the first steps that they should take to sort of discover their purpose? So something that I want to preface this answer with is that we do have each of us, we do have a greater work that we're meant to do, but our purpose is really living a life of purpose. It's living with intention in all that we do. Okay. So when it comes to life purpose in the context of what's that work I'm meant to do, right? What am I meant to do as a career? The saying is cliche, but it's so true. It's really about following your bliss, okay? Um, We are meant to enjoy the work that we do, okay? And each of us, all of us, the billions of us on the planet, each have a unique (laughs) gift and a unique talent that we are meant to share with others. And it's often something that we discount as being common sense because it's so natural for us, right? Yeah. But it's really that combined with our own wisdom, our own life experience, that is how we're meant to show up in the world. What happens with a lot of people um, is that they go to college, right? Some of them may go to college for something that they never wanted to do. Exactly. And so it can be disheartening (laughs) to um, spend all that effort, right, on something that you don't really want to do. And then you end up realizing a little ways down the road that that's not where you belong. Um, and, And it can feel frustrating. But but summarizing all of what I just said, follow what lights you up inside. Where a lot of people get hung up is they actually have an idea of what they want to do, yeah. but they may not pursue it because they doubt whether or not it's possible to make money doing that. Yeah. So I would just use myself as an example. <laughs> you know, I created my path today from nothing. It was my own journey of awakening and transition that inspired me to do the work that I'm doing today. So some advice I would, I would share is if you're not sure where to go, you know, but you're feeling a sense of urgency to do something with more meaning in your life, 
look at your own life. Look back on your own experiences and also look at what your natural talents are and that will lead you to where you're meant to be. That's amazing. I think the way you put it, that's going to, that's going to definitely be a lot of value for our audience and sort of on the self doubt portion of it, of your, of your answer, just wanted to elaborate a little bit more on that. Cause that is something that I have gotten like, a lot of, lot of comments about, I'm, I'm sure it's with each generation, but like with that 20 to 25 year old sort of that, that generation I've seen, like it's a constant theme that I've seen that people suffer from a lot of self doubt. So what has been like some sort of tools that you feel that people at this young age can sort of use to get over that self doubt? So the first thing is making space for yourself every day so that you can gain clarity around what you want. And so we talked about meditation. Meditation is one great way to do that. Um, A lot of times when we're feeling stuck, it's just because we're not making space for ourselves to be creative, you know, to think, right? We have especially in this day and age and I'm dating myself, right? Because I didn't have a cell phone growing up, you know, it's just like today there is so much distraction. There's just so much noise, you know, you've got to make time for yourself at least once a day to just be, you know, I would recommend 20 minutes. Um, and I always suggest in the morning just because, it can really also set the tone for your day in terms of how you go into your day. Right. Uh, so meditation and then journaling can also be a tremendously effective tool in terms of bringing about clarity because then the next thing beyond making space for yourself is being honest with yourself about what you really want. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you're not sure what that is at first, journaling can really help because it's just the act of writing um, can open up your energy and start allowing things to flow, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and sort of uh, segueing of that, um, when I was reading one of your articles, I found one thing that was super interesting that you said um, that really impacted me personally was that the universe doesn't often operate around what we view to be logical it operates based on where we choose to focus our energy whether we are consciously aware of it or not so could you elaborate a little bit more about that for our listeners so they can get an idea about that yes and so in terms of what we view to be logical that goes back to our own individual conditioning. So that's one component of that, right? Um, We each have different, may have different views of what we think is or isn't logical. The other thing is in terms of how the the universe operates based off of energetic frequencies, right? So although our words can be powerful, it's not really the words, it's the energy behind our words, right? So if you said, I am like having kind of a brain pause. I can't think of what example I want to use at the moment, but no worries. if you said to yourself, um, 
I want to achieve this goal in my work. Okay. But then the energy behind that was really an energy of not feeling worthy or an energy of, well, I don't believe I could actually achieve it. Then guess what's going to happen? You're not going to achieve it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you put it like in an extremely beautiful way. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, so we're sort of on a, on a limited time, of course. So just sort of end it off. Like, what is one daily practice that you would recommend our listeners implement to progress within their self-development journey? If you're just kind of starting out, uh, going back to meditation, just starting to create that space for yourself uh, because the answers that we're all seeking we already have them within we just need to have a willingness to allow ourselves to open up to receive 100 percent. thank you so much for that and sort of could you just tell our listeners um where they could reach you absolutely uh the the most central place to reach me would be my website at jenniferspore.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-S-P-O-R.com. Um, you can also find out more about my podcast there, Awake and On Purpose. And I am on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, the place where I'm most active is LinkedIn. Perfect. Perfect. So what I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to drop all those links below as well. So you can get in touch with Jennifer. Uh, Again, Jennifer, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the incredible wisdom that you have imparted on our audience today. I'm sure our audience has learned a lot, but more than that, I've learned a lot from this. Uh, (laughs) So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. It's completely my, my pleasure. Thank you for having me as a guest. I'm honored, truly. If you like any part of that, please, 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 please leave us a review. It would mean the world to us. And uh, yeah, please let us know your thoughts. Um, How do you think we can improve and continue providing more and more value to our community? Because we're here to serve our community and we want to make sure that you guys have the best time possible um, and really kill it in your self-development journey. Thank you very much.